0: I'm Erica. And I'm Hillary. And this is Cocktails and Capitalism. Today we're drinking the coup d'etat or Le coup d'etat. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Did that just kind of fuck with your brain a little bit? A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. Yeah. I, I kind of already gave Hillary a little bit of a sneak preview about what this was because I was like worried it might be a little too intense um so she she had like a vague idea that it had to do with nazi germany yep but (laughs) i prepared myself good 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 (laughs) it's not um it's not a tearjerker at least so but uh getting back to the drink it is made of 20 milliliters of elderflower liqueur like saint germain uh, five milliliters, which is a tiny amount of sous or sw- I don't know how to say it, uh, but it's a, an aperitif again that is made from gentian root. Um, it has a really earthy taste to it. Five milliliters of port and then champagne, which you fill to the top of the glass and then you add a lavender sprig to it. So it's a beautiful, beautiful drink. <laughs> it is quite lovely. I'm always a fan of the lavender sprig mm-hmm <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a nice complicated element to add to all these other complicated elements in here mm-hmm. already so yeah it's um, a bit of a heavy doozy <laughs> yeah 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 this isn't my favorite just because it is a lot of a lot of wine and a lot of sweet stuff so it's pretty heavy I feel like on the mm-hmm. headache side but <laughs> yeah yeah but it's delicious it has a really delightful taste to it um, couldn't agree more. <laughs> And uh, you're supposed to also pour it into a crystal coupé glass. I don't know how to oh. say it. Yeah. Coupé? Coupé. Coupé. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> Something fancy that I don't have. <laughs> I
0: appreciate you chiming in, though. Oh, yeah, certainly, you know. <laughs> um, so this is going to be kind of a long one, so I was just going to dive straight the fuck in and get going with this story. So this is about... Hitler's failed coup of 1923 called the Beer Hall Putsch. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, so on April 20th, 1889, a monster was born in Austria. Well, not a monster at the time. Little Adolf was a mommy's boy from the start. He adored Mother Clara, who coddled him and enabled his laziness. This kind and caring woman would regularly offer comfort and care after the beatings that were hurled upon the young boy by his authoritarian father, Alois, because Alois was illegitimate. Adolf carried Carla's maiden name, Schlickelgruber, for the first nine years of his life. So I'm going to do a bad job at these German names. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. I'm terrible at that. <laughs> Just I uh, can't. I can't get the sounds right in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> Schlickl <gruber. laughs>
1: It's gotta be like guttural, yeah, yeah, with like a scratch in the back of the throat.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. A <laughs> exactly. So then he only claimed the family surname Hitler in eighteen seventy-six. Growing up in Linz, Austria, little Hitler was a moody, entitled child who was prone to bouts of rage. He did very poorly in an academic setting, never advancing past secondary school after faking an illness. Oops. Some podcast puppers are in the background. Podcast puppers. (laughs) Hi, Robbie. (laughs) Hi, Robbie
1: and Zoe. (laughs) (laughs) Little Robbie, you're so fucking cute. (laughs)
0: That's just one of a long, long list of songs that I sing to him. Love Stupid. it so much. So <laughs> <laughs> the none of them are good. None of them are even like make good sense as a song. It's just <laughs> garbage <laughs> that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> it's the best, though. <laughs> so he never advanced past secondary school after faking an illness, uh, and he was allowed to leave the classroom for good. His mother encouraged, yeah, so kind of fucking spoiled and entitled. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So his mother encouraged his artistic pursuits, which is nice, buying Adolf a grand piano. They would often go to the theater together, and Adolf would later recall this period of his life as the, quote, happiest days, which seemed to me almost like a beautiful dream. (laughs) So I wanted to include these things not to humanize him, but to make him... I guess to humanize him in a way, to make him approachable. Because people mythologize Hitler in a way that makes him this grand fucking person that's like beyond any other fucking human being in his abilities. He was not. He was a lazy entitled brat who was a fucking little fuck (laughs) up. Um, And yeah, so so I just want to kind of take him down a few notches in his actual real depiction, even though I may be sounding like I'm humanizing him. That's not my goal here. So... Um, Good to know. I mean,
1: I didn't even know any of those things about him. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's always fascinating to see, like, both people that turn out really great and people that turn out really badly. What happened early on? It's always yeah, fascinating. Like what what took part in forming that shithole
1: of human being.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... Sounds like physical abuse plus coddling equals a not great combination in this one case, but he was already a really moody child anyway. So nature, and yeah, nurture, yeah. there's all this other stuff that we could talk about, but... Totally. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. So Hitler's father died in 1903. After visiting Vienna, Adolf dreamed of becoming an artist. He applied to but was rejected by the Vienna Academy of Fine Arts, Then in 1907, when Hitler was 18 years old, Clara became ill with breast cancer. When their Jewish family doctor, Eduard Bloch, informed them of the need for breast removal surgery, Hitler bawled his eyes out. Dr. Bloch would later report that, outwardly, his love for his mother was his most striking feature, he wrote. I have never witnessed a closer attachment. Adolf remained by her side during her illness, even sleeping beside her. She only lived until December, and her passing left Adolf emotionally shattered. Interestingly, he appreciated the help of the Jewish family doctor so much that he is reported to have told him, I shall be grateful to you forever. Very
1: interesting, except for I'm just going to, like, completely destroy your entire race. Like, what? Yeah,
0: what the fuck? What?
1: I'm having a hard time with this one.
0: Yeah, (laughs) totally. It's so weird apparently he also had like a a young jewish girl that he took care of what the hell how could you have both of these things in your head how could you be around people that are real people and then think this about them as a as a race like what the fuck yeah (laughs) so in hitler a biography historian ian kershaw notes that adolf would carry his mother's picture with him down to his last days in the bunker hitler moved to vienna in the hopes of becoming an artist after being rejected once again by the Vienna Academy of Fine Arts, which refused to even allow him to take the formal test owing to the poor quality of the art samples he submitted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I do have a lot of fucking
1: pleasure from realizing, from like learning that he's been rejected three times. Yeah, Just like,
0: totally. Nope,
1: nope, nope. You suck. Yeah.
0: This is, this is not a remarkable kid. You know, he's not a remarkable person. There's nothing that's no. like outstanding about him except for that he's a brat. You know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> i did get some joy out of learning these things um yeah but <laughs> he should have been the one with cancer and die yeah fucking oh god i wish there's so many points where i'm like god you wanted to kill your- and you didn't kill yourself god damn it <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> <laughs> only only him would i be saying this shit about really but truly um, yeah uh, he attempted to eke out a living by painting for tourists He moved from place to place as his funds dwindled, and soon he was living in hostels and on park benches. Eventually, he moved into a homeless shelter, obtaining his food from a nearby soup kitchen. The utter misery of this poverty deeply influenced Hitler. History Place writes that during this time, quote, he adopted a harsh survivalist mentality, which left little room for consideration of kindness and compassion, an attitude that would stay with him until the end. They cite a portion of his book, Mein Kampf, my struggle where he writes that <laughs> have you read that i have not i've, I've read i it have not either excerpts but i i want to just because i want i i just feel like it's gonna read like stupid trump stuff where i'm just like oh poor yeah, me yeah. poor me boo 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 I, yeah well when you name
1: your your book my struggle like yeah. oh, i'm so sorry <laughs> pumpkin noodle you're such a little boo boo <laughs> A <laughs> cupcake, will that
0: make you feel better? <laughs> like, yeah, just give him a cupcake and-, <laughs> and a gun with a one pat bullet. on the head. <laughs> yeah,
1: <it's> serious town.
0: <laughs> this fuck. So we're going to be pretty ruthless this yeah, episode. <laughs> I know. I mean, when I went to do this episode, I went and listened to a bunch of, I, I read everything I could. I listened to everything I could. I listened to, there weren't many podcasts that had done anything about And this is like, you know, a couple of weeks ago that I started doing this um, and not long after the the Capitol riot. There weren't Uh many podcasts that had covered this. Now a few have have sprung up that have done episodes on the push or relating what Trump's done and the Capitol riots to the Beer Hall Putsch. Um, and one of them is um behind the insurrectionists, which is done by this guy that does behind the bastards, who's really fantastic so i like i super recommend if you want to learn more about this he does a two episode a two parter and he's really really good at telling a lot of the details Awesome. Um, yeah yeah i'm I'm not like um like war history fact brain you know i don't have that so this guy has he's just like a fucking he just rolls out the facts like nobody's business so yeah he's got like history textbook for a brain (laughs) i do not have that i can piece it together and i can make it meticulous but same here no i totally get you totally get you we're similar in that way (laughs) yeah man (laughs) so where was i so they cite a portion of his book, Mein Kampf, where he writes that, I owe it to that period that I grew hard and am still capable of being hard. This <laughs> is also like, <laughs> meh, meh, meh. I'm such a hard guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what have you got to prove, dude? has
0: yeah. got Let's everything. just whip
1: out the dick and measure I okay? I know, exactly. Like, come on. Woo! Let's just get this over with. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. I bet it was tiny. <laughs> weenie little
0: weenie. <laughs> We need little Adolf. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> We're getting petty. I know. I love it. But it's I mean in this context I it's really enjoyable.
1: <laughs> totally. 100%.
0: <laughs> and and in some of the other podcasts I, did, I feel like they didn't rail on him enough. So, I, yeah, no, we're railing. Let's make fun of him as much as possible. Every chance we can. Get yeah. yeah. You're a horrific piece of shit and we're just going <laughs> to rip into you every moment. Yeah. <laughs> Even while presenting you as a human who was, was a child at one point, but like a fucking nah, shit. No, like one. he was a monster. Yeah, he was a monster. He kind of from the get. A monster. Yeah.
1: God. Right out the gate.
0: Right out the gate. <laughs> Should
1: have been a hand job, you know?
0: <laughs> totally. Oh my God, yeah. I wish. Uh. <laughs> Moving right along. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, then in 1913, <laughs> Hitler moved to Munich. Uh, With the onset of World War I, he petitioned King Louis III of Bavaria to allow him to join the war, a request that was immediately granted. He joined the 16th Bavarian Reserve Infantry Regiment and was deployed to the first battle of Ypres in Belgium only eight weeks later. He continued to serve on the front lines during the rest of the war as a dispatch runner, receiving injuries and multiple gassings, and he was hospitalized once the war came to a close. So he did see some actual, you know, hardship in battle, but he was mostly delivering messages and stuff like that. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So now I want to back up a little, little to a point before the end of the war when Germany was still facing defeat. Against all odds, the Navy prepared to attack the British, but the German sailors disobeyed their orders. They revolted on October 29th, and soon after, another sailor revolt called the Kiel Mutiny took place on the 3rd of November. This sparked the German Revolution, also called the November Revolution, which swiftly ended the constitutional monarchy in Germany and forced Emperor Wilhelm II to flee his throne. So no more monarchy, it's democracy now. Got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So the revolution was inspired by social and democratic ideals, socialist and democratic ideals, and it, it... erected a democratic parliamentary system called the Weimar Republic on November 9th, 1918. Um, so only two days later, on November 11th, 1918, Germany signed an armistice agreement with the Allied powers. Germany, Italy, France, Britain, and Russia signed the Treaty of Versailles, six months later, officially ending the war. This treaty forced Germany to surrender 10% of its land mass and all of its territories abroad. It called for the demilitarization of Germany, limit- limiting their army to 10,000 men and their navy to 36 ships while banishing their air force completely. Wow, that's wild. Isn't it? Isn't that so crazy? Yeah. That- I didn't know all those details. That's pretty significant. Yeah. I mean, like, you you feel real crippled at that point, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. In so many ways. Yeah, you have been minimized
1: a significant
0: amount. Yeah, time yeah. to retreat. And yeah. it's it's that's rough. Like you identify with a lot of that, especially living through these times when we're having economic hardship and we've spent too much money on wars. And, you know, that's, yeah, totally. I mean, we're it's not nearly as bad. We weren't expending all of our fucking resources completely fighting the rest of yeah, the yeah. planet. We're not in that state, but yeah, um, but we can identify a little bit with how people were suffering. Mm -hmm. So in addition, it demanded that Germany accept blame for starting the war and pay huge reparations for the losses that the Allied powers had faced, a move that further crippled the ruined German economy. So on top of these harsh penalties, the treaty initiated the occupation of the Rhineland by Allied forces, which is a strip of German land bordering on Belgium, Germany, and the Netherlands. So this move designed to increase French security was a huge blow to the pride of the German people and the sovereignty of the nation. So since this is a podcast about capitalism, I wanted to share a little bit more about the economic situation in Germany at the end of the war. History.com states that the nation's burden of reparations eventually topped 132 billion gold reichsmarks. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Thanks. Good. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) The equivalent of some $33 billion, a sum that was so great that no one expected Germany to be able to pay it in full. In fact, economists like John Maynard Keynes predicted the European economy would collapse if it did pay back that fine. In the years following the Treaty of Versailles, many ordinary Germans believed they had been betrayed by the November criminals those leaders who signed the treaty and formed the post-war government. Uh, Radical right-wing political forces. I can't believe I said that right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would not have been able to say that correctly, (laughs) like at all. I'm
0: I'm not too far into my cups yet, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My uh, W's would have been all over the place. Radical (laughs) white-wing. So radical. <laughs> so radical. So
0: waddical. I'm a radical. <laughs> uh, Alright, so. Um so <laughs> trying to keep the attitude positive even though it's dark. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you yeah. chose my kid. <laughs> what?
1: You <laughs> chose this topic, but then you're like, let's try to keep this up. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's a heavy shit, girl. I know. It's
0: really, really fucking heavy. But its I feel like it's so important for people to learn about right now. And I want to make it as painless as possible for you, but also for other people. Totally, totally, totally. Like, how do I jam it down people's gullets, but without making them hurt a lot? <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> Without uh, making them suffer when things are already shitty. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, right? <laughs> well, the cocktail helps. Yeah, the cocktails. Get your double and your triple, guys. Yep, yep. <laughs> In the years following the Treaty of Versailles, many ordinary Germans believed that they had been betrayed by the November criminals, those leaders who signed the treaty and formed the post-war government. Radical right-wing political forces, especially the National Socialist Workers' Party or the Nazis, would gain support in the 1920s and 30s by promising to reverse the humiliation of the Versailles Treaty. Clearly, economic instability was an enormous factor in laying the groundwork for a Nazi takeover. Damn. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar, y'all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> I literally write that in some. This, of
1: this is literally making that butthole pucker. <laughs>
0: There might be a lot of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Keep going. I will reassure you in the ways that I can throughout the story about the things that I'm like, we're not that bad. We're not mm. there. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> <But> mean, <laughs> the comparisons need to be made. I feel like right fucking now. I'm seeing it. Yep. 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 <laughs> Yaza.
1: Yowza! Indeed, like my hands are sweating. Oh, shins!
0: I'm sorry, sorry, dude. I feel like the fact that I even warned you about this probably made it build up even more. It did. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah. I was like, bitch. shit, I shouldn't have even said that.
1: <laughs> no, you're totally good. Totally
0: no, that might have no, no. even
1: been worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't even know. Okay. i just like, what? I don't even know. Well, I to tell you, so. <laughs> no, the, this warning is was a good
0: one for sure. It's warranted. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a doozy. (laughs) It's a doozy, for sure. It's an important doozy. (laughs) Indeed. So, in this time of despair, political hostilities were reaching a fever pitch within Germany. While centrism on the right and left had dominated politics in prior years, the 20s and 30s saw increased polarization and a drastic rise in extremists seeking to exploit the chaos on both sides. Fear of social upheaval became widespread. In the beginning of 1920, a communist workers' uprising took place in the Ruhr, and fierce fighting between leftist revolutionaries and the army and Freikorps raged on. The Freikorps or Free Corps were volunteer paramilitary groups composed primarily of World War I veterans. The Freikorps had been around for hundreds of years as private or mercenary armies and in this specific context they fought against german communists and sometimes the weimar republic the the central republic of the central government of germany so who would you compare them to nowadays um i would compare them to and i do in just a paragraph here the proud boys some of these that's what i was yeah 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 I gotcha, mean, even the gotcha. oath keepers—these people that are ready to like throw down and like show up on someone's ranch to defend their right to graze their cattle—something, you know, like oh,
1: Jesus. Th- yeah, these yeah.
0: these types. So Got it. I, they're like a f- smidge as badass. I mean, I don't even want to call these people badass. As as violent and ruthless as these fucks, yeah, they're not nearly at the point of these fucking monsters, but. But they're they are very similar in that they're these spontaneous volunteer groups of paramilitary, like dressed uh-huh. like military to feel really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: The similarities are just <gasps> freaking
0: me out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So I, guys, I knew this was gonna be an intense one. Hillary and I may have to do some episodes about puppies and cookies and <laughs> <stuff> <laughs> like I threatened last time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Totally. Yeah, this is kind of a doozy. (laughs) (laughs) So um, at one point, there were 65 core units, all of which were radically nationalistic and conservative. And many of these were unofficially employed to crush left wing uprisings. Many members of these groups would end up joining the SA, the assault division made up of stormtroopers or brown shirts these men would protect meetings of the Nazi party march at Nazi rallies intimidate voters during elections oh god yep these fucking motherfuckers <laughs> <sighs> they were they were explicitly against democracy they're explicitly against people being able to vote you know these people are fucking awful you know like you... it's like these maggots just like took notes and did exactly the same thing and i'm sure that trump took notes i'm sure of it after doing the story i'm like he fucking he was taking notes the whole fucking time like Mm -hmm. this is all part of his study to try to be a big fucking man and the similarities are just too much it's like shocking when yeah I didn't know all the similarities, but once I started taking in, I was like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck!" And the more, yeah. the more it freaked me out. The more I was like, "Oh shit, maybe I shouldn't do it because it's so intense, and I don't want you to be so <laughs> <don't> worried." No,
1: <laughs> no, I'm really glad you're doing this episode. It's it's uh, super fucking necessary. It's it's important right now.
0: When this uh, drops, it's going to be three days before Trump's trial starts for impeachment for his role in the Capitol riots. So. You know that shit that trials is just gonna be dropped. Which oh yeah, is so yeah. Fucking infuriating. Oh it's fucking infuriating. Because it's like, do we not yeah. learn anything?
1: Nope. No. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Ugh.
0: It
1: Boils my blood.
0: It boils my blood too, babe. <laughs> so much. <Ugh. sighs> but this is this is what we're up against. This is why we're posting stuff about all the people that are disagreeing with the election results. This is why we're like fucking calling out the shit. Because we can't yeah. let it stand.
1: We can't let it stand. We can't. We have to hold on to like the shred of democracy that we
0: have. Yeah, left. democracy. Because that shit's important. And and yeah, taking care of each other against a fucking white supremacist threat <laughs> that's like yes that Trump has shown himself to be by supporting people like this and and calling out to them and whistling to them and doing all that shit. So yeah, I just I just don't even understand. Like there
1: are still people that think that trump is president
0: they think he's president
1: still just don't fucking understand like how do you get people like that like what part of society creates that kind of person like i just fucking can't understand it
0: it's so hard to wrap your brain around but like honestly listen Learning some of this history helped me kind of wrap my brain around how people start to embrace radical, s- crazy views. Like, yeah, I,
1: ugh. well, fucking enlighten me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm what so the fair.
0: hell? <laughs> I think we're not in as bad of a place, but economically I in all not. other ways uh, and <laughs> a lot of other ways. But yeah, we're talking about the stormtroopers, which um, always makes me think of Star Wars. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: My husband totally. and I we just rewatched the first four and we're working on uh yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nice. Those are yeah, classics. Totally. The
1: oldies. We just started on the ones from like the the seventies.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And they're just so old and so ridiculous. I love the ones from the seventies yeah. though. Those I mean what the the m- more recent ones get cheesier and mm-hmm. cheesier and crappier, mm-hmm. and crappier and crappier. I feel like mm-hmm. the old ones are so good. Yeah, They're just old. Totally. I'm enjoying it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's rad. <laughs> so the stormtroopers in real life suck in comparison. <laughs> you <know>? Bummer town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These men would protect meetings of the Nazi Party. I already read this. Um, March and Nazi rallies intimidate voters during elections, and they regularly assaulted and brutalized their political p- opponents. We can compare these groups to the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, the Boogaloo Boys, and so many of these yeah. other paramilitary white nationalist groups that have cropped up in recent years. I'm glad that our our current little hooligan
1: asshole kids are not as violent as... Uh, totally. Totally. Totally,
0: as these fucks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Their na- what are the names again? The SA, but then the S-A. also Brown yeah. Shirts or Stormtroopers. Gotcha. The Assault gotcha. Division. So <sighs> the key difference is this. The right-wing lunatics that were sporting weapons and tactical gear at the Capitol were mostly dressing up and LARPing, while the SA and Free Corps uh, members weren't fucking around. <laughs> is what yeah, so, totally. Totally. Um, yeah, these these people were serious. They would fight with with knives and this, there was constant street fighting going on between these gangs, the yes. leftist gangs and the, the these Nazi gangs in Germany at this yeah. time. So it's like poverty and gang fights between these fucking sects of like people that were radical left and radical right. They're fighting in the street with literal, like the right is bringing knives and whips. And, oh my God! And Hitler would fight with a whip, which is fucking brutal. What the? F- That's awful. Yeah, you monster. You fucking monster. Fucking Christ. So, we've got some LARP. You know what LARPing is? No. LARPing is like you know when people show up at the park and they wear they bring like swords and they dress up in like fake armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they battle each other and they. Oh,
1: jeez. Like- <laughs> so, yeah that's what the dummies at the
0: capitol were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Largely they were mostly larpers, you know, they were mostly like sh- dressing up and acting like fucking big boys, you know, but yeah. But some of them showed up with zip ties and fucking weapons and they were ready to take hostages and assassinate yeah. people. Like I'm no I have no doubt in my mind that that's where some people were going, but I don't think that they had it Planned out very well, or you know, they were idiots about it. Yes, and they largely failed. Yep, <laughs> total failures supporting a fucking failed presidency. Like, <laughs>
1: just move on in life, guys. It's a, it's okay to realize that you're uh, just wrong.
0: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> okay it's okay okay. you can just move on to something else that's better
1: like yeah totally like
0: truth or reality
1: (laughs) truth or reality those are both very wonderful valid options they're waiting for you they're waiting patiently all
0: the time (laughs)
1: <laughs> well put. In fact, I'll give you a cupcake if you gravitate towards <laughs> either one.
0: God, if we could only start some kind of funds that would would like give people cupcakes if they drop their QAnon bullshit and other stuff. Like, we will give you something if you stop like fucking anti Q bake sale. But uh, yeah, but they're just like gonna support and and like promote that shit. They're gonna be like, oh, I can get this by thinking, I saying, oh, God. Dad, like, there's a, where's the solution? Terrible. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. We'll think of something. We'll come up with the solutions to all these fucking problems. <laughs> you have a lot of faith in us, babe. I do, actually. I think that we could probably come up with the right solutions. I don't have faith in the human race to, like, follow any kind of plan or, yeah. like, yeah, do anything that is makes sense, but. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, on that (laughs) cynical note. Um, So, while the left was energized at this point in time, they posed much less of a threat to the nation than the far right. In March of the same year, General Walter von Lutwitz attempted a coup in what came to be known as the Putsch. Putsch is German for knock or thrust, and this word was soon adopted in the English language to refer to a coup. So this specific it's pretty accurate a thrust a thrust yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah knocking it wasn't just knocking they were busting through the window you know? yeah. yeah knocking nah, nah yeah that's nah, yeah. nah. too polite
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, there were definitely no manners involved uh uh
0: uh uh so this specific event was named after East Russian official Wolfgang Kap who announced himself the new dictator of Germany. Kapp and Lutwitz were assisted by one of the Freikorps formations, and they succeeded in taking power in Berlin after forcing the German government to flee. Nevertheless, this coup attempt was incredibly premature and had therefore failed to gain the necessary support from the right and the military. Working class organizations led by trade unions opposed this right-wing takeover, I think that's awesome. Like trade unions are at the front of opposing these Nazis. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And those would probably be the people that would be opposing the Nazis here if something like this was happening. Trade unions. Like people that are organized to defend their own interests and rights and working conditions. Mm -hmm. I would hope so. (laughs) Yeah, I would hope so. And I, I believe so. I really believe so
1: if only the left could get along if we could only get along
0: in the uh, behind the Insurrectionist podcast the guy that does that he was talking about how at one point leftists to retaliate against this attack from the right it killed one of the left-wing politicians oh wow then the left wing goes and they kill a moderate left-wing politician like fucking idiots like fucking yeah. idiots like wh- what are you trying to do to your fucking supporters like are you trying yeah. to divide them up and make it so that you don't have any fucking support because like that's what's that's gonna happen exactly what yeah that's exactly what happened
1: <laughs> that's ridiculous so but
0: he was like well maybe it's always gonna be because um you know the left wing is more interested in in you know attacking moderate left wing people than it is in attacking the right and i was like yeah it It resonates too hard
1: (laughs) way too much it's painful (laughs) cheers to that cheers to that my love we haven't cheers yet cheers
0: So the working class organizations led by the trade unions opposed the right wing takeover and they announced a general strike that was successful in leading cap and Ludwitz to abandon their takeover attempt after only four days. So this this putsch just fizzled out after four days because the left after four days. <laughs> after four days because the left held a general strike where they're like, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to go to work. We're not going to do anything.
1: And they are like, oh, no, we don't have our labor.
0: We don't have our labor force. Everything's shutting down. Like, what do we do? I guess let's go home. <laughs> 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 let's go home to our wives who will cook us dinner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They've got a nice stew on the stove. Yeah.
0: Or I guess in the oven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they were so lucky, which they shouldn't have been, but... Um, so in Why Are People Talking About the Failed Nazi Coup of 1923, Emily Burrock states that the Kapp Putsch failed, yet it had a key implication. The German military was not going to intervene when there were attempts to overthrow the Weimar Republic. Essentially, when Friedrich Ebert, the German president, asked the military for help in maintaining control, he was told, quote, the army does not fire on other army units. As the Holocaust Encyclopedia writes, the military therefore made it clear that they were happy to fight the left, but would not take arms against the right wing. Oh my God! So they're like the the right wing people; they came from our ranks. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to fight against them. They're too, you know, and they're they're heroes in the war. So we're not going to fight yeah. them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so after the Cap Putsch. The German state of Bavaria struggled both politically and economically. The Bavarian People's Party selected Governor Gustav Ritter von Kahr as the prime minister, a man who believed that the main threat to the country was the left. In August of 1921, center party leader Matthias Erzberg was murdered by a right-wing extremist, and yet Carr continued a state of emergency that had been implemented to fight the far left, refusing to follow the security decrees announced by the Reich. To minimize the conflict between the Bavarian state leadership and the central German government, the Bavarian People's Party replaced Carr with Hugo Graf von Lerchenfeld, (laughs) Lurchenfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not good.
1: <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so many fucking syllables. I know it's so bad. The majority of this episode is just going to be names. I know
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Hugo Graf von Lurchenfeld. Who was able to compromise with President Ebert of the Reich? Garfon on grabga hagaga.
1: Exactly. That's all my word.
0: All one name. Uh huh. I'm so glad I'm not named that. That's my maiden name, bitch. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh my God, that'd be awful. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> while this helped ease political tensions with the Reich, to appoint Hugo Graf von Lurchenfeld, <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> so, groups on the on the left and the right opposed the reconciliation that Lurchenfeld was promoting. His government was opposed by the centrist Democrats, as well as the right-wing groups, the latter of which succeeded in overthrowing his leadership. So the right-wing takes over. Adolf Hitler returned to Munich after the war. He relentlessly pestered his superiors to acknowledge his bravery on the field, and was eventually awarded the Iron Cross for his efforts. But he literally like... Oh my god.
1: Yeah, what a little bitch. (laughs) Give me a break. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Ugh, I was so heroic.
0: Off. I deserve it. Me, me, I did me. it all. <laughs> it was all me.
1: <laughs> I was the most amazing, the so most <laughs> tremendous. I was tremendous. <laughs> I am tremendous, Hitler.
0: Incredible. The best. <laughs> God. Totally. So... War had given Adolf a renewed sense of purpose, pride, and nationalism that differed starkly from the relative aimlessness and economic despair of his civilian life. He found a job as a police spy and was enlisted to infiltrate a... That's an interesting job. I did not know that about him at all. So after the war, he wants to stay involved with all this the police shit and the military shit, so... He becomes a spy enlisted to infiltrate huh. a small right wing group called the German Workers' Party, which would soon change its name to the more familiar Nazi Party. The Nazi Party. <laughs> Were you surprised? heard it. No. no, no, I know you got it. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I knew that one, <laughs> You yeah.
0: knew? Mm-hmm. It's so wild, though. Like, you send someone in to spy because you're worried about them. And he's like,
1: no, I got this. Like, I'm
0: going to bolster this shit. I'm going to be the uprising. <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, fuck. So as a spy, Adolf was drawn to the party's fierce nationalism and anti-Semitism. He joined the party in 1919 and was taken under the wing of Dietrich Eckhart, one of the party's founders who was obsessed with racial purity. Eckhart and the other major party figures found Adolf to be an incredible public speaker and strove to foster his talent. Soon Adolf was giving speeches to huge crowds in the large beer halls of Munich. He quickly advanced in the party ranks, and he was officially elected party leader in July of 1921.
1: Was he still working as a police spy? I think
0: he was way past that or at that point. Yeah, or... yeah, he okay. was now just like the the face of the party instead of got it this this yeah drone for the party.
1: Um, and this individual that kind of started off with this infatuation with the perfect race, like who is this guy, and where did he get this wacko fucked up idea?
0: I mean, it was, it was around for a while. Those are great questions. Dietrich Eckhart, um, he was what Hitler referred to as like the spiritual founder of the Nazi party. Okay. He really was like the kind of like ideological person that was like putting all of these hateful fucking ideas into their base, you know? He, I, I forget some of his history. He was an, a very interesting character. I believe he was a military figure who then ended up getting really deep into the far right shit. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Um, so I want to clear up any confusion you might have about the Nazis identifying as socialists. I was wondering about that. When you said <laughs> that, I was like, uh, oh, fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Um, Snopes reports that, according to historians, the complicated moniker Socialism reveals more about the image the party wanted to project and the constituency it aimed to build than it did about the Nazis' true political goals, which were building a state based on racial superiority and brute force governance. So that was the end of that Snopes article quote. The National Socialist German Workers' Party, or NSDAP, Wanted to appear as if they truly cared about the German workers to whom they promised a brighter future and some of the benefits of a socialized economic society. The Nazi Party actually contained some left-wing elements for a while, but these would be violently purged from the party early on. Uh, I believe. Well, you know, make Germany great again. I. Oh. This is literally. This is literally what he was saying. I I, I believe that he had some quotes that were, like, about making Germany great again.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: So I wanted to quickly interrupt our recording just to do a little fact check. Hitler did say, make Germany great again on numerous occasions, but it was not a campaign slogan of his like it was for Trump. Uh, But he did in a speech delivered on February 1940... Uh, Seven years after he became chancellor of Germany, he said this in a speech. Nationalism and socialism had to be redefined, and they had to be blended into one strong new idea to carry new strength, which would make Germany great again. Okay, back to the recording. So the left-wing Nazi party elements were violently purged early on during the Night of Long Knives. So, the same Snopes article explains that not long after acquiring the reins of power, the Nazis banned the Social Democratic Party, sent its leaders and other leftists identified as threats to the National Socialist program to concentration camps. Oh, fuck. Despite continuing certain Weimar era social welfare programs, the Nazis proceeded to restrict their availability to, quote, racially worthy non Jewish beneficiaries jesus so it's not socialism this is fucking white supremacy yeah so in terms of labor worker strikes were outlawed you couldn't be in a union and to, on a strike to try to get better conditions outlawed dude fuck that yeah <laughs> That's awful. fuck that it's, this is not socialism so mm-hmm. trade unions were replaced by the party-controlled german labor front primarily tasked with increasing productivity not protecting workers In lieu of the socialist ideal of an egalitarian, worker-run state, the National Socialist erected a party-run police state whose governing structure was an anti-democratic, rigidly hierarchical, and militaristic organization. As to the redistribution of wealth, the socialist ideal, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs, was rejected in favor of a credo more to the order of, quote, Take everything that belongs to non-Aryans and keep it for the master race. <laughs> oh, my God. So Ugh. so this isn't socialism, guys. <laughs> no, not at all. Complete opposite. And, and, li- and I literally read that the Nazis wanted to try to appeal to the left by identifying as socialists. They wanted to try to build their following. You can't
1: just call yourself no! socialist. You can't just like, yeah, that's what we are. It's just like, that's the name no
0: but they were absolutely not. they're operating in a, an environment of communist and socialist uprisings that were legit so they're just taking they're trying to leech off of those groups and try to get as yeah. much following as they can a people that are just disaffected and, and upset about their economic position in society you know jesus christ almighty that's a level of manipulation that I just can't even fucking handle. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, the manipulation factor is huge. Huge. Yeah. Back to the story. As more and more Germans began to lose respect for the liberal democratic leadership of the Weimar Republic, the ranks of the Nazi party swelled. Runaway inflation had already wiped out the savings of all but the wealthiest members of German society, owing to the harsh penalties of the Versailles Treaty. Then in January of 1923, Germany's industrial center, the Ruhr, was occupied by French and Belgian troops, something that essentially ignited an unofficial war between the country and its occupying forces. When the German government banned the delivery of reparation payments and ordered resistance to the French and Belgians who were trying to take over the operation of the mines and factories to just kind of compensate themselves for what the Germans were owing them, Gotcha. Okay. The response from the occupying forces was harsh. In addition to arresting and deporting Germans en masse, the French and Belgians erected an economic blockade that cut off exchange between the industrial Ruhr and the rest of the country. This was devastating for the already ruined German economy. The Britannica Online Encyclopedia explains that the mark fell to 160000 to the dollar on July 1st, 242 million to the dollar on October 1st and 4.2 trillion to the dollar on November 20th, 1923. Barter replaced other commercial transactions, food riots broke out, and despair seized hold of large sections of the population.
1: I'm sure there were just people going at each other's throats just to get a fucking bite of food. Oh my
0: God, yeah. That's unreal. If all of your money is worth nothing all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all, you have no money all of a sudden. And so all your... That is such an extreme. Yeah. Like, I just can't fucking... <laughs> He's, he agrees. He
1: totally agrees.
0: No! My wild animal child. <laughs> so the heaviest losers were the middle class and pensioners who saw their savings completely wiped out. Moreover, the real drop in wages hit the working classes hard. When the German leadership gave up the resistance to the occupation, many in Bavaria were furious and Carr was appointed as state commissioner with dictatorial powers. Following the orders of Carr, General Otto von Lossow refused commands from the Reich to suppress the Nazi party that was growing in power under the leadership of Adolf Hitler. Around this time, Hitler was concocting a plan to take control of the Bavarian state government as the first step towards a revolution that would overthrow the Weimar Republic. He wanted to capitalize on the fame and esteem of General Erich Friedrich Wilhelm Ludendorff, who had played a major part in the World War I victories of 1914. He tried to enlist Ludendorff's support for the planned coup, thinking surely no one would fire on a man who was so widely loved by both the military and the larger public. Ludendorff gave Adolf a tentative yes, though the general doubted Hitler would pull it off. He was kind of just like, this fucking guy is like doesn't have his pieces together. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to fail. Like he didn't he was just kind of like yeah 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 if you I wish he was right. Yeah. He was exceptionally
1: wrong though.
0: And he was blindsided <laughs> when he wasn't right. <laughs> so, yeah. He was like I'm what sure what? <laughs> so, after the World War 1, Ludendorff had spent a great deal of energy spreading the conspiracy theory that his forces had been stabbed in the back by the leftist government and the Jews.
1: So I guess we can't really blame social media for uh, yeah. for starting conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like, they're going to be there no matter
0: what. Yeah, They're going to be spread no matter what. That's an interesting point that I didn't think of at all. But, like, it's not just these tech sites. Yeah. It's just what these fucks are spreading. It's just these people with their heads so far up their fucking ass, whatever they want to spout. Yeah. Ridiculous. After the war, Ludendorff had spent a great deal of energy spreading the conspiracy theory that his forces had been stabbed in the back by the leftist government and the Jews. The slug legend, or stab-in-the-back myth, portrayed the German loss in World War I as a result of the Jews and the leftist German revolution of 1918-19. to 19. Advocates denounced the leadership of Berlin, who had worked to create and sign the Treaty of Versailles describing these civilians as the November criminals. Hitler despised the November criminals, which tells us that conspiracies played a huge role in Hitler's thinking and his drive to power. Huh. Yeah. (sighs) Uh, Yep. (laughs) It's just too much. It's too much that's... I just can't handle it.
1: (laughs) The similarities are just really fucking freaking me out, though.
0: Yeah, there's so many of them, dude. So in a January 9th Washington Post article by Michael Brenner, a professor of history at Ludwig Maximilian University at Munich and at American University at Washington, D.C., Brenner writes that, quote, Humiliated by defeat in World War I and plagued by an unprecedented economic crisis, a growing minority resorted to lies and conspiracy theories such as the the stab-in-the-back myth, which blames scapegoats like the Jews and the socialists rather than the military for losing the war. Does this sound familiar? (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) As I'm writing this, I just received a New York Times notification on my phone for an article titled, quote, Trump's campaign to subvert the election, released today, January 31st. It states that hours after the United States voted, the president declared the election a fraud, a lie that unleashed a movement that would shatter the democratic norms and upend the peaceful transfer of power by crafting a false narrative that he had been betrayed by the left a narrative that persisted despite zero legitimate evidence of voter fraud. Trump has capitalized on the resentment and bitterness of white nationalists in a way that is nearly identical to the strategies of Hitler.
1: Nearly identical or absolutely identical? Absolutely! Like, like <laughs> I mean, it's, the similarities are fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous, and they just yeah. keep going. I'm almost like, does he have this like
0: weird fucking fantasy to like be hitler like what the hell i'm more and more convinced that he does that's like what he's trying to do fucking insane oh uh, yeah it's like why how as america the country that brought that shit to its knees and brought it down mm-hmm. how can we be the ones promoting this shit and being yeah. like fucking following this shit like ugh. <laughs> so yeah it's baffling so I say, uh, cry victim, cry wolf, cry until the hateful idiots take up arms to defend your lies. So on the evening of November 8th, 1923, Hitler believed he had all the pieces in place to launch a coup that would make him the supreme dictator of Germany. Gustav von Kahr, the Bavarian state commissioner was scheduled to speak at one of the biggest beer halls in Munich. The burger brow killer. <laughs> <laughs> is that the beer hall? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs>
1: burger brow killer. <laughs> killer. I just see yeah, this. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the image of my brain is ridiculous. And like, <laughs> I just see this like hamburglar <laughs> like shaving off people's eyebrows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I'm talking. laughs> Fucking weird! Killed me. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally like that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying kind
1: to of tell like this super serious story. <laughs> no,
0: thank you for some levity to this awful serious story. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> the burger brow killer. <laughs> so. The burger. Brow. It sounds so awful when I say
1: it. <laughs> yeah, but no, it kind of adds. It's just right there and then with, with the theme of everything.
0: Yeah, even though it's not supposed to say killer. <laughs> <laughs> He's accompanied by General Otto von Lassau, as well as the state police chief Hans Ritter von Seisser. These three Bavarian leaders are commonly referred to as the triumvirate. So at about 830, hundreds of stormtroopers surrounded the beer hall, where they were joined by Hitler's personal guard unit. The arrival of his guards signaled the start of the putsch, and so Hitler entered the crowded beer hall. He tried to yell over the din of so many men drinking, but it became clear that no one would hear him. Two shots rang out as Hitler fired his pistol into the ceiling. Jesus. In the moment that followed, he announced the start of a, quote, national revolution, with armed guards all around him like a bitch he made his way to the front of the crowd where he announced that the hall was surrounded by hundreds of men the local police and army barracks had been occupied and that both the state and the nation had already fallen under their control all of these claims were exaggerations and lies that strike me as supremely trumpian <laughs>
1: Just a little, yeah. Trumpian. <laughs> just fucking, just say the opposite of what's happening,
0: and yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And then everyone believes you.
0: Yeah, hoping that people are just gonna get on board. <sighs> yeah. So Hitler ordered von Kar, von Lossow, and von Sicer into a separate room. Here, he demanded their support for the coup while holding them at gunpoint, telling With the his
1: little pistol, <laughs>
0: <laughs> my little rubber band gun. <laughs>
1: Pew pew. pew pew.
0: <laughs> we start going pew pew. That means it's good. It's <laughs> my favorite part in the episodes. <laughs> pew 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 <laughs> So he holds him at gunpoint, his little adolf, telling the men he had bullets ready for each of them. At an impasse in their conversation, Hitler left to address the crowd that was growing more angry and restless in the huge beer hall. This is like a gigantic fucking bar that has so many people inside of this giant room. So he was a little-known political figure at this point, and many of the people present didn't take him seriously. Nevertheless, his short speech completely changed the mood of the crowd— He stressed nationalism, German pride, and the spirit of revolution. And within a matter of minutes, the angry crowd was on his side cheering him on. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I just want to be like yelling against him in that crowd. Like, no. Yeah, that. Can you imagine being swept by that mood? (laughs) So when General Ludendorff arrived, he helped to persuade the triumvirate to back Hitler's plan. The four military leaders emerged once again before the crowded beer hall, where the triumvirate declared its support for Hitler's revolution. They even announced new government appointments. Everything seemed to be going according to plan. Jesus. So. That's
1: interesting that you say that, that he was not as well known then, though. That he even still had that like
0: sweeping power without being very popular yet. Like... I mean, I think in Bavaria, within his party, he had Mm -hmm. fame. He was the leader there. He had some, he was persuasive in that way, but he didn't have national recognition. He didn't have international recognition. Gotcha. He was this tiny figure that was like nothing and that was like... I wish he had stayed nothing. Oh my God. Yeah. So we'll see how he skyrockets to fame here. Yikes. Yep. Hitler thought he had won the allegiance of the Triumvirate, who he believed would play a key role in enlisting the military and police support for the coup attempt. He left the Beer Hall to attend other matters, placing Ludendorff in charge of the Triumvirate. Instead of detaining the men, Ludendorff granted their request to leave the Beer Hall, taking them at their word that they would continue to support the putsch. Instead, they immediately denounced the coup and rallied the military and police to suppress the (laughs) uprising. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Like, duh. Yeah. What do you fucking think? You're going to hold someone at gunpoint and then they're just going to be like, yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Please continue.
1: Uh (laughs) Yeah, we think you're wonderful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. So premature. So part of Hitler's plan involved taking over police stations, state offices, and communication centers. Some of the rebels actually succeeded in overtaking the police headquarters in Munich, but without the support of key military officials, they were unable to occupy the majority of the strategic locations they hoped to capture. This was a crucial mistake as it meant the triumvirate was able to order troops and police to oppose the rebels. Still, chaos raged across the city, as the insurrectionists ransacked the offices of the social democratic newspaper, broke into houses of Jewish citizens and took many prominent social Democrats hostage in his Washington post article titled pre Nazi Germany tells us the fight to save American democracy is just beginning. Michael Brenner writes that quote, this night represented the first confrontation with a life threatening horror of Nazi terror to the day 15 years before the November program known as the Kristallnacht. And so Program is an organized massacre, and Kristallnacht was the night of broken glass when SA paramilitary forces and other citizens destroyed 267 synagogues and 700 Jewish businesses while arresting 30,000 Jewish individuals who were placed in camps. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, inspired by Mussolini's march on Rome, which had occurred only a year before, Hitler planned to lead a march on Berlin. Seeing his schemes thwarted, he declared to rally citizens and soldiers in a march to the Munich city center. On the morning of the 9th, Hitler and Ludendorff led a group of between two and 3,000 men towards the Bavarian Defense Ministry. They were met by Munich police officers who blocked their path. While it is unclear who started shooting, soon the police opened fire on the crowd. In the chaos that ensued, Hitler fell to the ground while trying to flee, dislocating his shoulder. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Little, little. (laughs) He he crawled away from the gunfire and was taken away by a waiting car, abandoning the men who had heeded his cries for revolution. Oh my god stupid off, bitch yeah (laughs) my shoulder (laughs) my shoulder other people are dying literally Uh bloodshed dude yeah and you just bail on them so when the shooting stopped 14 nazis and four police officers had been killed with two other nazis meeting their demise during skirmishes in other locations that day Many sources claim that General Ludendorff walked straight through the chaos and gunfire to surrender to the police, as these officers refused to fire on such an esteemed military hero. So after after abandoning his followers amidst the gunfire that ended his march, Hitler hid out in a friend's attic for two days. During this time, it is reported that Hitler wanted to commit suicide, but unfortunately he did not. God, I wish he had. Oh my God. All of our history would be better. (laughs)
1: So much better but like why why on earth like what was so terrible about his life that he wanted to end it right then and there oh his
0: putsch didn't go according to plan he wasn't the supreme dictator
1: (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) what a fucking asshole
0: yeah what a fucking piece of shit so he's hiding out in an attic, his friend's attic, like a bitch. Thank God he didn't have a Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. People would be like, yes, this tweet that he made. Right? <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Ugh. So after two days of hiding in an attic, his location was discovered and Hitler was arrested on November 11th, 1923. <laughs> Donald Trump's second impeachment trial is about to begin as a result of his role in inciting the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th. In light of this current reality we are living through, I wanted to highlight the trial that followed Hitler's failed coup in 1923. Aha. The following section is lifted directly from the Holocaust Encyclopedia, which offers a great article on the Beer Hall Putsch. Quote, a five judge panel chaired by George Nithard presided over the trial of Hitler and the other Putsch leaders in March of 1924. Like the majority of judges during the Weimar period, Nithard tended in cases of high treason to show leniency towards right wing defendants Fuck. Who, yeah, who claimed to have acted out of a sincere patriotic motive. Wearing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wearing his iron cross, awarded for bravery during World War I, Hitler held forth against the Weimar Republic. He claimed the federal government of Berlin had betrayed Germany by signing the Versailles Treaty. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. He also justified his actions by suggesting that there was a clear and imminent communist threat to Germany... The judges convicted Hitler on the charge of high treason. However, they gave him the lightest allowable sentence of five years in a minimum security prison at Landsberg Am Lech. He served only eight months. While Hitler did have a base of support, left and right-wing newspapers criticized the leniency of his sentence. A prominent legal professor also published a paper outlining many of the trial's worst errors. Bavarian government officials were equally displeased However, they acted with restraint to avoid giving the impression of trying to influence the affairs of the Bavarian Justice Ministry. They're trying to look really impartial. So uh, Hitler led a pleasant lifestyle for an inmate. Prison authorities allowed him to wear his civilian clothes to meet with other inmates as he pleased and to send and receive many... What? And he sent letters to whoever he wanted. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: What the hell? Of course he got Special fucking treatment. This
0: piece of garbage. Like, what? Ugh. After an insurrection. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If Trump gets this shit, I will be fucking fuming. Oh, my God. I
1: mean, he will. Like, He'll if get he even
0: gets fucking Any time. Yeah. yeah. He absolutely will. I'll be shocked though. if he gets time. I'll be I will shocked. be shocked. Very shocked. But I'm shocked that that's the reality of this fucking country. Like, what? Oh, I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, this is not what we should be doing right now. Knowing history, knowing anything about fascist takeovers, you can't let it slide. (laughs) No, not at all. Like, us not convicting him
1: and giving him time sends out the message that, like, heck, yeah, no, we're okay with this. Yeah. It's,
0: like, not okay giving him time to prepare his, his uh, defense even is just giving the message mm-hmm. that like yeah he can just spin whatever fucking argument he wants during this trial it doesn't really matter and it just makes the right just you know even though they were strong in denouncing his fucking actions and his incitement of the riot now they are starting to backpedal on all of those denouncements. those fucking pieces of garbage <laughs>
1: yeah. they needed to keep pressing on him
0: yeah. They need to and they're and they're not doing it. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I we'll mean, see.
1: this is uh kind of all playing out
0: as we record this, you know. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god. Kind of wild. It's so wild. Prison authorities also permitted Hitler to use the service. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine, yeah. I I'm, I'm going to cut out your track in these parts probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. So prison authorities also permitted Hitler to use the services of his personal secretary, Rudolf Hess, a fellow inmate convicted of high treason. So he is a oh secretary in prison. god. <laughs> Fuck. The convenience. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so while in prison, Hitler dictated to Hess the first volume of his infamous autobiography, Mein Kampf.
1: Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf, my struggle.
0: <laughs> 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 Poor me. <laughs> so sad get me a tissue yeah. <laughs> poor victim trump you know so <laughs> sad these little bitches that complain about things when they're at the top of the top of the top you know like yeah go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> so many sources described hitler's trial as a farce and a huge mistake while he should have been tried in the nation's supreme court the Bavarian state government managed to retain jurisdiction over the case. The court basically slapped Hitler on the wrist while giving him a microphone and a platform to allow him to gain recognition across Germany and the rest of the world. Jesus. This allowed Hitler to redefine and mythologize the Putsch as a heroic struggle to save and protect the nation. Oh, Jesus not only did the trump I
1: wonder if that's how Trump is going to try and spin all of it like literally just
0: basically use that exact fucking setup I that I that is I think literally what he's doing like he's He's trying to say that he is protecting the democratic process and everything, and that these other yeah. people have been overturning it, and he is their real, dict- you know, the real leader. He's trying to mythologize it in every way that he can, and he's trying to back up Fuck. the people that were storming, you know, he, even though he tried to denounce a little bit the violence, yeah. he doesn't really denounce it in any substantial way. He's like, no. He's like, yeah. Thank you guys. I'm. Uh, I love you guys. You guys are love great. I so love you, proud boys. I love you, proud
1: boys. Boogaloo boys. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. You're just fantastic. <laughs> you're amazing.
0: You're amazing. Best. Old Coopers. You're the best. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can't even do it. I don't even know. Like,
0: <laughs>
1: so bad. Talking like him is so painful. It takes so... so much effort. It's like way too much of my brain power. I'm it's like insane. not even gonna try. No.
0: <laughs> Totally. Piece of shit. (laughs) Piece of shit. (laughs) So, um, not only did the trial skyrocket Adolf to fame, but it gave him a venue for airing his erroneous grievances about the Treaty of Versailles and the November criminals, giving further credence to these ridiculous conspiracy theories while drumming up fears about communists and the left. So, it's just too much alike. (laughs) (laughs) I know. He wants to do that, but you know what? No one's going to let him talk in his trials because he's a fucking buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't trust him. And
1: his lawyer just quit on him. So Again
0: and again and again. <laughs> yes.
1: So good luck with that, child,
0: dude. <laughs> seriously i love the news that keeps coming in about more lawyers quitting like yeah it's fantastic oh my god can you imagine being a lawyer and trying to like legally defend this human being no (laughs) like it's impossible never 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 never
1: never (sighs) no trump should have to stand there all by his fucking lonesome all by himself
0: part of me wants that part of me fears that like nothing else because if he was able to go up in front of these people and say the election was bullshit, all these things are bullshit, all these lies just perpetuate more of the lies, he wants to just go in there and make a different argument.
1: Yeah, I don't really know how that would go down. I have I no idea. Know.
0: I have no idea. But like I have no idea. I feel like he would just be eaten alive if he was defending himself as a lawyer like I know, and that's yeah. kind of why
1: I want oh, him I want to it. just yeah, I want him <laughs> to just like fucking lail about in a complete <laughs> and horrible struggle of just like being a complete totally. useless idiot. <laughs> I think it would be awesome. It would be so. But nice. I mean, but honestly, truly, I don't know how that would go down. Like, I don't know. I honestly interesting, uh, interesting uh, thought experiment there.
0: Yeah, but I honestly am am very happy that his lawyers are going to be representing him instead of this figurehead that has yeah. gained fame. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't deserve any more screen time. So, no. Yeah. So Hitler's trial and his short imprisonment gave him time to reflect on the mistakes he made in his attempted coup. It also solidified his determination to gain power through legal, political means rather than via a takeover. It would be another 10 years before Hitler's ascent to the position of supreme fascist dictator. So now as we record this episode, Trump and his lawyers are crafting a defense for his impeachment trial. The trial is set to take place on the 8th, only three days after we drop this episode. I'm happy to report that Trump's lawyers keep abandoning the case, like you said. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, fucking thank God. Caitlin Collins of CNN reports that the latest lawyers to resign from Trump's impeachment defense team did so because, quote, Trump wanted the attorneys to argue there was mass election fraud and it was stolen from him rather than focus on proposed arguments about constitutionality. <laughs> Just wants to focus on his own little things, you know? He's such a fucking narcissist. Yeah, seriously. Exactly. So lucky for us, it's very unlikely that Trump will appear in court to spout his lies. Nevertheless, in an article titled, Is Trump's Coup a Dress Rehearsal? Ben Jacobs warns of a scenario in which, quote, false claims of a stolen election will persist like the, quote, stab in the back myth after World War I in Germany, which wrongfully Mm -hmm. suggested the Democratic politicians had betrayed the army and prevented victory. Yep. Yeah. So so a lot of people are warning about this exact same shit. I am really happy to hear that there are already
1: people, you know, writing about this and and shining light on this. Yeah, totally. Because this is important. We need to be paying attention and we need to be putting a stop to it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. There are are people in mainstream media. There are people in, in podcasting, the podcasting world that are on it. There are people all over the place that are jumping on this story because they know that this matters right now. Yeah. So while I was like bishing about other people doing podcasts on this stuff, I, I want as many people to be doing podcasts on this stuff right now as possible. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, 100%. Just so that we understand the context that we're living through and, and how it is completely a replication in some ways of other mm-hmm. things that we've already lived through. So it's also important to note that Trump didn't give birth to American fascism. He simply took advantage of and further inflamed political and racial tensions that had existed well before his presidency. Politics editor at Vogue magazine, Lucy Diavolo, writes an op-ed in which she states that, quote, Trump has emboldened an existing fascist movement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So later in the article, she states that, quote, President Trump is the leader of a national fascist movement. Many of those in the Capitol apparently came from a rally the president hosted near the White House earlier that day. It is difficult to imagine a more textbook definition of fascism than a deceitful, delusional authoritarian agitating his forces outside his palace, goading them into attacking the execution of a democratic process. And we can't forget the stain of Trump's fascism has bled into the fabric of the Republican Party. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri was photographed raising his fist in solidarity with the protesters before the event turned deadly. (sighs) Yes, that motherfucker. Even immediately after the bloody coup attempt within the walls of our Capitol building, an event that left four rioters and one police officer dead... Six Republican senators and 121 Republicans in the House still chose to back up their fascist leader in objecting to the results of a secure Democratic election. Lucy Diavolo of Teen Vogue writes that this broad support for Trump's lies is, quote, as sure a sign as any that fascism was operating on both sides of the January 6th insurrection. Diavolo goes on to make these illuminating remarks. Through eloquent speeches, prominent members of the GOP were prepared to carry out a futile attempt at a parliamentary coup yesterday before they were interrupted by the other coup attempt in the building. Huh. End quote. This other coup attempt is something we should all be watching very closely. So like all of the Republicans that were like disagreeing with the Democratic results of the election, that was a coup attempt. You know, it wasn't violent, like the coup attempt that we saw at the Capitol, but it was backup from the actual establishment on the right. Yeah, for it this. was a different kind of coup. Yeah, it basically. was like... really different kind. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's something that we should be thinking about a lot going forward. Just who is has been involved in this outside of Trump? You know, who is backing up Trump? Who is backing up Trump? And then also hold them accountable, too. Oh, fuck yeah.
1: Democracy needs to be fought for at every measure.
0: Yeah. We need to have representation in our government unless you want to just be represented by a dictator. We can't have that.
1: Which is unfortunately what some people want, and I just don't fucking understand. I don't get it either. I don't get it. Because
0: you're like a kid and you want a fucking parent that's going to just dictate whatever the fuck is going to happen. Like, what do you want? I, I I don't get it. You know? I don't get it either. It's
1: the wild conspiracies that are coming out of the right are just so insane.
0: Like, oh yeah, lasers, Jewish lasers from space, says Marjorie Taylor Green. are are like Missouri wasn't isn't it Missouri representative? Uh-huh. She yeah. is literally saying that wildfires in California are caused by Jews sending lasers from space. Like, it's, it's like, it's so bad that both the racial component of that and the just fucking insane component. Like, you are a lunatic.
1: You need to spend some time in a mental (laughs) institution. In a straight jacket. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like, I. You're probably a threat to yourself if we already know you're a threat to others.
0: Totally. Totally. (laughs) Many historians have remarked that Hitler was lazy, lacking follow through for his grand plans, something that strikes me as very similar to the incompetence and buffoonery of Donald Trump. Harvard political science professor Daniel Ziblatt highlights a few key observations about the Capitol insurrection in a recent New York Times article. I think we do make a mistake that authoritarians are always as competent at the time as they appear in retrospect. Mussolini was a clown. Hitler was very lazy. It is not as if they are always paragons of self discipline and organization. End quote. He describes the Capitol riot as, quote, a somewhat serious effort to steal this election. End quote. And while the attempt was doomed to fail, he warns that while quote, the acute and normative crisis has passed, this does not mean our checks and balances have worked. In a January 12th Vanity Fair article, Nina Pritchea writes that Trump's neo-fascist America was able to rise up because people were too busy sharing his, quote, alternative facts on social media, gradually losing their remaining capacity to distinguish between lived reality and its virtual Hollywoodish shadow. Mm -hmm. She goes on to state that, quote, his millions of supporters live in the realm of might and fight that he constructed for them. Refusing to recognize Biden's victory, they will not be pacified by soothing speeches about America's moving on without holding the guilty to account and with members of their own party, the GOP leading the way, end quote. The question is, what will the leaders and followers of American fascism do next? Will they continue to follow Trump? Or will they seek out another authoritarian figure to lead the fight? That's a really good against question. Against the left. <laughs> That's my really question. good question. That's what I'm thinking about right now. I have two sentences to end. Do you want to dive into it after? Okay. I want to end with another piece of wisdom from Daniel Ziblatt, who co-authored How Democracies Die. He stresses that the future of Trump's fascist movement, quote, really hinges on political elites telling the history in a way that teaches future generations that this was a travesty or a mistake. That's all. I mean,
1: just to kind of straight out of the door piggyback off that. That's why this trial needs to happen and then that's why mm-hmm. there needs to be some it needs to be taken seriously yeah. and he needs to face some major ramifications. Yeah.
0: Yes. Fuck yeah. Absolutely, dude. That's something that I like. I came away from this story thinking if we just bail on this this impeachment push, we are fucking up so hardcore. <laughs> you know? Yes. We need to make it so that well, he not can only never that, take like, power. Yes. Well, and we... So
1: if we do impeach him, like, he can't run again in 2024. Yeah. We absolutely... Like, if that is the one and only reason why we go through with this impeachment, that is... that That's so it. Like, that's, that's so huge. That's like, huge. There are so many more reasons. But if literally that's the only one, like, go go full steam ahead. Like, make this happen.
0: Absolutely. And even if it's a failed attempt, even if all the republicans because they're fucking pussies are going to vote against it. We need to do it. We can't be going down the same path as Nazi Germany and doing the same fucking shit. No. Coddling this stuff. No, not at all. We need to be making a statement that this will not stand. You're going to not survive in this American political no. environment. The good thing is is that, you know, Joseph Biden is president yeah. and he has
1: the power to send the National Guard to take Shit down, yeah. Like, yeah. If Trump or any of his, you know, pansy ass little followers were to try to do anything, <laughs> you know, yeah, another coup or whatever, another uh, some sort of attack, like We've it's got not some Trump power. in power. Yeah, it's not Trump in power. We now have Biden in power. So there's that. And thank
0: God that people voted. You know, yeah. Because if we didn't just even use our democratic powers. Mm-hmm. Think of how we would be just bent over a barrel by Trump yep. right now. Yep. This fucking fascist. Yep. Thank God it's not our reality. <sighs> yeah. I feel like the
1: Republican Party just got like really rocked. Oh yeah. Like there's like there's a lot of fucking idiot assholes like totally all for Trump and and all of their maggot supporters and all that crap. But there's a lot that aren't. Yeah, I know.
0: So we'll kind of see how that unfolds in the next couple of years. I'm so curious about those people that are, like, uh-huh. that are Republicans for, like, they they think that this is fiscally responsible. They think that this is right. You know, like, yeah. they, they, for whatever reasons, they've aligned with the Republican Party still, like, I think those people are out there, but like you can't make a deal with the devil. <laughs> no, you can't. I yeah. I I just
1: I just will never understand. I don't know how it slipped into this. But like, there's just so many things wrong with that fucking party. Like,
0: uh... and they're going. They're and like Fox News right now. They're doubling down on the the conspiracy shit. Because the mm-hmm. Fox News people are fleeing from Fox News. So they're just yeah. doubling down on the bullshit. And I'm like, Aah! Yeah, it's
1: ridiculous. Uh, so ridiculous. Bad.
0: <laughs> I don't understand it. No. Well, um, after all this rage, I did nine solid pages, single well spaced. Well
1: done, my love. Well done. <laughs> you presented that in such a complete and thorough manner. Oh, all really Thanks think that that was so fucking fantastic and very 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 necessary right now like we need to be talking about this right now like yeah it's a tough subject and yeah it's it's uh rough to be comparing our current society and our current Mm -hmm. uh situations to such a germany yeah. yeah 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 but i mean we need to be talking about this so that we can fucking learn, prevent fascism. Yeah, learn
0: and uh, prevent fascism from uh, taking hold. Taking hold in this country that where it's already got too much of a hold. And yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm a hundred percent behind you on that. That's that's like that's why I wanted to take up this episode, even though it's really dark and yucky. <laughs> so glad
1: you did though. You did a really
0: great job, babe. Oh, Thanks so much. <laughs> Very thorough, I very well really done. really worried about it because I didn't want it to make you too upset about the times we're living through. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm already, like, just so living about everything.
0: But,
1: yeah. Because <laughs> fuck thing. these
0: times. What the fuck? <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Like... Yeah, I keep thinking it's gonna uh, about to like turn a corner or something, and then it just keeps being gnarly. I really
1: wish it would.
0: <laughs> I, I'm I'm open to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: so ready for it. But some simpler times would be nice. Yeah,
0: you know, maybe we'll uh, maybe things will like really change in the following years, and we'll have to resort to simpler times. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I mean
1: I kind of thought that one of the like positive things that would come out of this pandemic is that like people kind of simplified their lives a lot but like yeah yeah. I don't know
0: I think politically we're
1: still horrifically fucked
0: (laughs) horrifically fucked is a great way to put it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yep yep and, uh, you know, America, we've got to, like, especially American left, we got to get our act together. Cause like the threats are monumental. The threats are huge. Like we can't be fighting about little things. We have to be uniting about the big things that matter to all of us. Yeah, definitely. I don't give a shit if you have slight disagreements. As long as we're all going to be united against fascism and other bullshit that's happening in our country. <laughs> so Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> I get really disheartened by all of the, just the splintering on the left that I see. Divisive. It's the divisive splintering, yeah. yeah. It's just, I mean, one person will argue one thing and then another person will argue the next. And it's literally, they're saying the same thing. Yeah. Except for... One person said running, and the other one said walking really fast. Yeah. It's just like yeah, I know. what? Oh, like
0: yeah. you're saying
1: the same thing. You're fighting for the same thing. Like come on. If you
0: don't want people to be in poverty and dying, you yes. Know, if you don't want people to be struggling, yeah. Like, we care about the same stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I I think that the whole like,
1: well, you know, I care about it more. Uh, no. Go mm, no, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go just fuck off because that's not productive.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, we, we all just have to be saying, what can we bring to the table right now that's valuable? You know? Yeah, and, that's productive. And that's what you and I are trying to do, Hillary.
1: <laughs> that's what we're trying to do.
0: <laughs> I think we're doing a
1: good job. I think so too. <laughs> we get cupcakes, and we get cupcakes. You can give me a cupcake. <laughs> I'll give you a cupcake. You want a little cupcake? Yay. You want chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Okay. So chocolate. Do you want chocolate or vanilla icing? Oh, shit.
0: Chocolate again. (laughs) Dark, dark, dark. Do it. Well, uh, yeah. on that note, I feel like we should sign off, maybe. Yeah, you got maybe. your baby there, my, and all this. My boy screaming in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Uh, I'm about to pee my pants. So. Oh. Uh. Ooh.
1: I'm gonna drag the satna so oh, you're like what? doing a pee pee dance. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I you see you squirming. Hang. Oh man. Do you have to pee Erica?
0: No, not at all.
1: <laughs> you're like literally like rubbing your knees together. Like what's going on over there? Oh no. <laughs> so you're having a hard time? A little
0: bit. <laughs> oh, okay
1: fucking bitch <laughs> so so do we want to say our, our closing bit or do we want to maybe talk a little bit more about this uh failed coup that's gonna <laughs> uh
0: there's no wealth but life <laughs> i did it, she just forced it. <laughs> you forced cut it cut that shit off
1: cut <laughs> that shit you cut that
0: shit <laughs> i don't know i still have more to say oh really okay tell me tell me
1: there's no off but life (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: it's so true Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, true mm -hmm, (laughs) those fucking nazis didn't get it (laughs) no they didn't like we go pee
1: okay (laughs) go pee love you bitches love Love all of you love you Mwah that's how Stop. he does it he goes
0: oh yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's the cutest it's like, thing it's ridiculous his facial expressions are my so favorites. good <laughs> it's
1: like "Wow, <whoa>, dude
0: <laughs> so good i'm gonna pause right now